Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Winners with Gareth Hall. Yes, this is Winners on this Saturday, the 27th of May with Gareth Hall. On this Saturday morning, and it's a good morning to you listening on your local SEN Track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. Terrific day of racing. Eagle Farm takes centre stage in this country with two group ones, the Kingsford Smith Cup, which is a beauty. The market's still trying to work out who will start favourite in that group one sprint race over the 1,300 metres there at Eagle Farm this afternoon. Jules Valance to join me shortly to analyse that market, along with the Queensland Derby, the shortest prize favourite probably for the carnival up there in Brisbane in the group ones will be Kovalika. Scratched a few weeks back with the foot abscess. If you backed him in the all-in market, you're a little bit nervous this time a couple of weeks ago. But then he came through that Doombin Cup with flying colours against the older horses when he flashed home to finish third. And uh, he has been heavily supported since the final field was announced for the Queensland Derby midweek. And he's now around $1.70 with Pickle Bet and the horse to beat this afternoon. There's so much drama on the line in the Fred Best. We've got the third favourite in the Stradbroke, the pride and joy of Queensland racing at the moment, the superstar from Toowoomba in uh, Yellowbrook. He needs to win this afternoon to gain a start in Queensland's famous race, the Stradbroke, in a couple of weeks' time. And the size is a fascinating race for the two-year-olds as we head towards the JJ Atkins. So looking forward to that. It's a terrific support program as well. We're back at Ramwick in Sydney. Looking forward to the card as well in Melbourne at Sandown. That last race is a beauty. Pinstripe was meant to be in the paddock until he just jumped out of his box, basically, at Enver Dusasovic on a Monday morning. And Enver said, well, mate, you can go around again on Saturday at Sandown. He takes on Gunstock and Diagula in that final race over the 1,800 metres. And there's a beauty of a listed race, the Bella Spree for the sprinters over the 1,000 metres, where Katsu takes on Invincible Caviar. Well, that's what the market tells us anyway. Murray Bridge and Belmont, the other metro venues on this Saturday, will find you winners in the trots and the dogs as well. We'll have a chat to all of our experts just after 10 o'clock here on Winners, all thanks to Picklebet and also Kilmore Toyota, Stocking Toyota, pre-owned certified vehicles, and Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. But at six minutes past nine, let's get stuck into the opening bell to kick off Winners this Saturday morning. The opening bell with Julian Valance and Jack Dickens. Jules Valens joins us on this Saturday morning. Good morning to you, Jules. G'day, guys. How are we? I'm very well. We'll open up the lines from the outset today. one 300 Or send us a text on 0499-736-736. That's 0499-736-736. Time to analyse the markets. There's plenty happening on this Saturday, Jules. Eagle Farms taking 
we're taking we're taking centre stage this afternoon with a couple of Group Ones, but I don't mind the meeting at Sandown, and it's good to be back at Ramwick in Sydney on a Saturday. Yeah, some good quality racing, obviously, as you stated from the top. Um, it's Queensland's time to shine, and we get some horses that sort of, uh, you know, really might have just not been ready for the the Sydney autumn for whatever reason, and then they can go up there and and fill their boots up in Queensland with some good quality racing with worth lots of money. So then they can, you know, try and get a group one or get close and then stamp themselves to be a major player in the spring carnival a little bit later in the year. Let's analyse a few of these markets here at Eagle Farm. We'll start off with the Derby because I'm interested to get your thoughts on what we do with Kovalika. Now, there was a scare a couple of weeks ago, as I mentioned, when he had that foot abscess and he was scratched there from the Raf habit. And then they backed him up. Well, he got through the next week and then he finished third in a Doomben Cup. He went back from a, a wide gate and now he heads into this classic as the dominant favourite. You could get $2 midweek. What do you think he'll start by the time the gates crash back in this classic? Yeah, from what I can see now, that $2 is probably going to be a major spoil, I think. Um, look, he's $1.70 now from what I can see. Geez, I don't even know if you're going to get a dollar eighty, to be honest. Um, and maybe there's you know a couple of places shopping a dollar eighty, but I think that's the ceiling for this horse from how this market's moving. Gaz, um, he was a big drifter last start in the Doomben Cup, taking on the older horses. He was seven dollars out to fourteen, fifteen dollars, and um, you probably could have been concerned, but he really ran a very good race in a fast run race at Doomben Cup over two thousand metres. Um, he runs third. It's the perfect. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a great setup. There's horses that have probably got better setups for this race. You sort of want to have maybe a run over this kind of distance in a prep as a three-year-old, and then usually you can explore, explore from that. But he's got the best form line. There's no doubting that. And as I state, yeah, I think a dollar eighty is probably going to be a ceiling for this horse unless we see something drastic happen with the track in the first six races. But the the gap, now the map's perfect for him. We we spoke about the form line. And then so what I'm looking at is where is the middle pinners? What, what are they doing? So Promise has kept is holding its price, and we know that from the South Australian derby. He was very good when he led. There's no real knock from a market perspective of him. But everything else, I mean, a horse like Special Sway uh, is $10 at the moment. You're going to get better than that. So if you like Special Sway for whatever reason, um, hold off. You're going to get a better price about him come jump time. The one I will say at a bigger price that's been backed is a horse called Fame. Gaz, they put up sort of 50 through the week. It's now $17, but uh, that's solid, like around that $17 now. So that's been the one at a bigger, bigger price that's firmed up. And as you're seeing, there's sort of these other horses, like, as I mentioned, Special Sway and even the Vowels. Again, it's around that $11, $12. You're going to get much better than that. So um, some, some of these horses are drifting. Even a horse like Aberfeldy Boy, probably the same as well as the Vowels, Aberfeldy Boy, Special Sway, you like them. Wait till the death. It'll be your best price. Fame's an interesting runner because Peter Moody trains this galloper for WA owner Neville Bodica, who loves his stayers, and uh, he's been able to come through a different form line. Obviously, he's been racing in country Victoria before heading towards this derby today, and I guess that's the unknown, and people are probably thinking the son of Manhattan Rain. What's PG Moody thinking here, Jules? And you know him well. He's gone to Kitan and then Moe, and then he's put that horse on a plane and headed up to Brisbane for a derby. Yeah, I mean, he's probably looking at it and going, you know, this is not outside of the favourite. This is not a strong three-year-old derby. They're, they're three once. They get one crack at this uh, sometimes when they're not 
high-class animals. Sometimes it can just fall into their lap, and he probably saw this as maybe outside of the favourite, lacking a little bit of depth. It stays. Why not have a crack? And then there's probably that other factor as well is when he's up there, then he gets, as they say, the sun on their back for their, um, the time when they're in their paddock and, and horses can really come on from that and then you know really thrive as a four-year-old going into spring. So there's probably a little bit in that as well. Um, Mood likes to do that with his horses um, heading into the spring. So that's possibly some motivation. But yeah, I mean... He's been really well supported. Just got the grounding that maybe, you know, he's going to be right there at the finish that if it is a fast run derby, he's going to be able to really absorb that pressure. Good question from Tom coming up here. Do we make any think of the market with promises kept because he was heavily supported to win a South Australian derby, but I haven't seen too much money for him this morning or over the last 24 hours. What do you make of that, Jules? Well, I think it's, I think he's a, a situation that races, certain races, are very, they're all they're all very different. So, Kovalika is the one that's causing everything else really to drift. Other than that support we've seen for Fame, which doesn't take much when you're 50, going into 17 dollars. So, um, he's sort of I wouldn't say a victim of it, but that's that's what's happening there. When 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 a horse is a dollar 70 or a dollar 80, taking up so much percentage, but holding its price, these other ones have to just continually drift out. If you're a middle pinner, as the percentage goes down throughout the day, but I will say, I mean, he's not an alarming drifter. He's not, you know, $6 out to $11 and you go, right. like what Special Sway is. Special Sway is a horse that you can see is going to continue to drift. Um, I think Promise has kept is holding its price strong enough at the moment. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a positive I would have thought. I wouldn't be saying the market's spitting out Promise has kept, put it that way. Can you give us a hint what the market might be doing ahead of the – Kingsford Smith Cup. This is the group one for the sprinters over the 1,300 metres. And we had the boys on the weekend preview in Mickey Gannon and Dean Watling basically saying that a case of you has none. They they think he'll get too far back with the speed map, even though he's drawn six, he does drop back in his races. And then you had Chris O'Nelson that says he's worth a bet there on um, a Saturday afternoon in this group one. And then just having a look at a, a horse like a think about it who – continues to rise in class, but he's been performing like a horse that could be ultra competitive in a group one. And he gets his big chance to win a, a feature today. And then you've got Vilana who's knocking on the door for group one, success, Rothfire. We know what we'll probably get from him. It's a, it's a fascinating race. Sure is. Uh, it's one of those races where, you know, the race is going to be really competitive and really strong and it'll be great to watch, but Oh, for here, the market's just going to be an absolute treat for those people that really, you know, follow prices. Mm. If you asked me 15 minutes ago what was going to happen here, I would have said, well, think about it. It looks a little bit soft here, Gaz. It's sort of been $4 early week, $5, and I think you're going to get much better. And in the last five minutes, it has been cleaned up across the board here. <laughs> so now you're sort of betting 4.20. There's a couple of places betting $5.50. If you can get $5.50 about, think about it now, you're going to beat the SP. Now, it doesn't guarantee you success. We talk about that. But if that's the way you like to bet, it has been cleaned up uh, significantly in the last five, ten minutes. Think about it. So the joys of live radio. So really good support for that horse. Can't really knock um, from a market perspective a case of you as well. It, it's Again, I could have said half an hour ago it might possibly get a little bit soft, but Again, it's pretty solid in the market around sort of that $4, $85. Um, so they're the two. And then there's this gap. This gap sort of started to appear. But 
Um, Rossfire, Valana, they're okay holding its price. I think a horse like King of Sparta probably gets that eight fifty nine dollars becomes double figures. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting one. Shalo down the bottom, bit of support for it, thirty one dollars, sort of got into seventeen eighteen dollars. Now it's getting spat back out to about twenty one dollars, but there's enough support to suggest it's going to run well. Um, Bresh, but yeah, no, nah, in the last five to ten minutes, think about it. Really well supported. It is going to be an interesting race and Shallow. If Shallow wins a group one today, first up, I know Nick Ashman's all over her. I'll give up. Oh um, boy. Yeah. I'll <laughs> give up. Um but You'll give up. Yeah, I'll give up because she's been one of those horses that she's promised a lot, but surely she can't win in that class. I think she's a group three listed race horse, but um you never know. And it's fascinating to watch that market. It's going to be a fascinating race this afternoon to see what happens with the market there in the Kingsford Smith Cup. Host of text messages coming through. Don't forget the lines are open, one 23 And they all want to chat about race number five, the Fred Best. You win this and it's a free ticket into the Stradbroke. Any idea why fashion legend and yellow brick aren't closer together in betting? Fashion legend never performed first up before, as shown in his last run, and also has beat yellow brick in the past, of course, defeated Yellow Brick in a funny old race in that Magic Millions three-year-old classic at the start of the year, Jules. So what are you doing with a Yellow Brick today? Obviously, he's the boom horse and there's a lot of big raps on him and he's got that storyline that everybody's fallen in love with, but he was so impressive first up there on the Sunshine Coast and Fashion Legend didn't perform, but as that listener pointed out, he, he has never performed first up. So how do you read that situation with the market here? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously there's the narrative that Yellow Brick, a lot of people fall in love with, but the market, you know, it's just white noise to the market. It's it's irrelevant. They're looking at the horse, the numbers that these horses can do. Yellow Brick in that Gold Coast race was heavily supported, um, didn't have much luck and, and ran very well, and then comes out first up, sits wide, again, heavily supported and, and bolts in, and the market loves this horse. So the market's got Yellow Brick, continually progressing to this number that it can possibly continue to do. Whereas the market's saying fashion legend, when it wins those races, there's no more ceiling for it. It can't, they seem to think that it can't continue to progress for whatever reason. That's just what, you know, my opinion of what the market's doing with these horses, why you're seeing $2.50 versus $17. Um, And that gap, I don't think is going to get closer as we get closer to the jump. That's going to continue to stay around that yellow brick there is no hole from a market perspective of this horse 250 260 don't think you're going to get much better than what i can see right now zoo tigers holding its price sort of at the 550 um i think you'll get a little bit better than that about zoo tiger so if you like zoo tiger i'd hold off until closer and hawaii 50 who you know blitzed sort of its last couple of runs since gay sort of taken over this horse it's rock solid at that 360 the rest, you're going to be able to write your own ticket. So they're going to continue to all drift, the rest of these horses. Um, I can't see anything being pushed for anything at a bigger price at all. They're going to continue to drift. And what you'll see is Yellow Brick and Hawaii 5.0 hold their price. Zoo Tiger gets a little bit soft. Uh, and that's about the story. Marto makes a, a good point here. And he says, morning, gents. A couple of weeks ago, listening to the morning bell, Yellow Brick was off the map at the Sunshine Coast and Julie saluted. Does he have the same level of market support today? Now, it's a different setup today because he was first up and he was at a bigger price and he was backed heavily 
on the Saturday morning. It seems to me, Jules, that a lot of investment has been on Yellow Brick midweek, and he's probably like that, that Saturday he, he didn't hit his right price, and he continued to be well back. But when we woke up uh, on a Saturday morning, he was probably at his right price after the investment from the punters uh, midweek and later on in the week. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, that's a fair call. And, and when you've got a horse that's, you know, $2.50 sort of taking up 40% of the market share, if it just holds its price, that is a significant yeah. solid push from the market because it is taking up so much. There's so many horses in the race that could, they could possibly deviate to somewhere else. When a horse is at 250 260 in a good race like this with good horses, form well-known, it's holding its price. That's solid. You don't need to see the two fifty into two dollars. I mean, it's you know that that is just uh, absolute snow in that kind of stuff. But don't be just um, concerned. Oh, it's just holding its price, so it's not really a significant go. It's still a significant push when they're holding their price in such a good race at around that forty percent market share. It is 18 minutes past nine. We've opened up the lines here on opening bell here on SEN track for winners to kick off our Saturday morning. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Best caller, some terrific prices to give away this morning. A Signet Power Bank for the best caller today. So your mobile will always be charged and you continue to send in those texts. 0499 736 736. So we'll get you to decide the content in a way this week. What race you want to talk about. If you've got a question about any of the markets here how Jules might, Jules might be reading them on a, on a Saturday morning before the afternoon's racing. Let us know, one 23 is the number to send us a text on. We'll take a break on the other side of it. I want to ask Jules when we return about this Kiwi two-year-old solidify and how we weigh up, say, an international or a New Zealander coming to Australia for the first time and whether the market can indicate or not whether we should be on this galloper um, in this group two this afternoon, the size there at Eagle Farm. I know Graham Rogerson's pretty confident with his two-year-old. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more of the opening bell. Gareth Hall and Jules Valance with you on this Saturday morning here on Winners. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners on this Saturday morning. Lines are open, one 23 Best caller gets a, a Signet Power Bank, so you can charge your phone throughout the day. And they are a terrific device, especially for us punters. If we head to the pub or something on a Saturday morning, we desperately need some phone battery. Host of text messages coming through. Thanks, Jules. My punting has been a lot better not doing multis and just picking the right races Using the exchange has been good as it has the best dodge and you can lay off if needed. That's from Nick. So Nick has taken a lesson from you, Jules, to stay away from multis. I think multis can be can still be a little bit of fun um, from time to time. But you, you do, and last week was the perfect example with a few of the short price favourites like a, a Zaki and also Altivo going down last week there, Jules. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, don't ever take them because I think, you know, they, they can be um, – provide value for you if you if you want to load up. My, my theory is that if you, if you think they're too short to have them in a single bet, then you should never just put them in a multi-bet because you should be doing both. So I think for every 
bet you have as a multi should always be a single bet as well. But that, but um, it's good that you know that person uh, Nick is is having some success because if you think you're just going to win the money off multis, then um, I don't think it's going to work out for you. So um, that's that's good to hear. G'day, Gareth and Jules. You have to go a long way to find a better horseman than Roger to have success in two different codes consistently. His sheer brilliance is a must to keep following his horses. What a legend. Of course, Graham Rogerson was on Giddy Up yesterday and he gave a great push for his trotter that took out the Northern Derby there at Alexandra Park. And he's got this solidify here, Jules, that he was comparing solidify, solidify to some of the superstars that he's trained over the years. Now, listen to these names. Savabil, Red Anchor, not a single doubt. He says that Solidify has got the ability like these gallopers had when at their at the same time of their careers. So that is a massive push. I know Rodgy likes a big statement from time to time, but this is this untapped two-year-old that goes to the size today. What's the market doing with him? Very soft, I think. Now, there's sort of some lessons we probably learned we, we see these New Zealand horses a lot, especially sort of in yeah. the autumn in, in Sydney, and we can get a guide of sort of what the market does. Um, now, each, is, each individual horse is its own specific one in, in different races. You can't, you know, just because one horse is off the map doesn't mean all New Zealand horses come over are going to be off the map. I found it very interesting that I thought this autumn, the market really did gravitate towards the New Zealand horses, horses like Prowess, uh, in particular Gato in the Australian Guineas was just a completely off the map. But right at the death, there wasn't much happening until sort of the last 15 minutes of betting. So if you were to ask me right now, as you have about Solidify, I would say that $4.80, you're going to get much better at some stage throughout betting. Now, what happens in the last five or 10 minutes, I'm not too sure, because maybe it just comes back in and does what these other New Zealand horses have done probably in the last six months. It's possible that it's a big cracking go because they're loving the form line. But... What I can see right now, that $4.80, if you like it, just hold off. You're going to get better at some stage throughout betting. Tom wants to know, what should we do with armed forces? I know that there's a couple of good judges tipping this horse, and he's trained by Chris Waller and James McDonald. There's $10 available now. Should I take it, Jules? Take it. Yeah. You get the $10, take it, yeah. It, it's, it, there's, there's a few of these horses that have at bigger prices that have been supported, suggesting that these horses sort of, at the top end of the market, might have to drift a little bit. They're, they're just sort of betting around them a little bit. And Armed Forces is the perfect example of that, sort of $13 bet. And now across the shop, sort of 9 nine fifty. And if you can get $10 out there, I think I think it starts single figures from what I can see here at the moment. Macca wants to know, and Tino, who was the emergency for the Kingsford Smith Cup, what should we do with this galloper? Should we wait or should we back him now? I think he's a Group 1 star, Jules. Your thoughts? What race are we in here? That's, I'm um, sorry, and Tino is in the, what race? He's in race number two today for Tony Golan. He's an unbeaten galloper by Redwood. And uh, I think they tried it. Well, they did try to get him into the Kingsford Smith Cup today, but he just, he, he didn't get a start. It, it was one of the third or fourth emergencies, but he carries 61 and a half in that second race there today over the 1,400 metres in a class six. Yeah, it's a, it's a different sort of setup when you've got to carry, I'm not saying weight's everything, but. He's giving, there's a horse there on the bottom, you know, with 52 kilos and 54 kilos. I'm not saying they're winning hopes, but it's a very different thing than possibly being on the minimum in a different race. I would suggest if you get it, um, there's $2.50 out there. 
I think you're going to get better than that. So as much as you might really love the horse, there's a few factors possibly against it. The market might take a set against. Gate 15 could be seen as a, a negative possibly. Um, so what I would say is I would hold off. I think you're going to get a better price than the 250, 260 we see right now. Hi, guys. Very excited about Brisbane today. This is from Steve going to base my Maltzy story around. Obviously, he's been listening to Jules, Steve. Kovalika, Yellow Brick, and add some extras in Melbourne and Sydney. Love your Saturday morning show. Good on you, Steve. Any early races you boys like today so we can build a bank early, Jules, which is important, yeah. of course. Yeah, I think in Sandown there's there's one early I think um, we can we can play around in race two. I think there's two really genuine winning chances in the race, and I'm happy to sort of take on the rest. I think End Journey and in particular Great Mama um, are the two that I want to be with because I think Sandown's going to play a certain way. I, I think soft six, Sandown, Hillside, back to the true. It's had a bit of work this track. Oh, I'm really thinking you've got to be forward of midfield, and in particular, I think leaders could be well advantaged today at Sandown, and that's how I'm looking at my betting. And, and looking at what the market's been doing this morning, it seems the bigger guys that move these markets are thinking the same way because a lot of these horses that sit on speed have been really well supported. So if you're looking at a race early doors that I pick the eyes out of, I think that's one in particular because I'm, I'm sort of going to be really heavily against um, Kotal from Gate 13, who's first up. I just think it's probably going to get into a tricky map position of how I think this track's going to play. And I think End Journey and Great Mama might be the two map horses in that race. Love it. 9.30, we'll take the news. Host of text messages coming through, so we'll get to, to them, I promise, throughout the morning. Um, we've got to change everyone's habit. You're sitting in the text messages, but give us a call. We've got some terrific prizes to give away. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight is the number to give us a call on. We'll take the news and we'll come back and have a look at some of those races at Sandown this afternoon. Everyone's a winner, baby, that's no lie. That's no lie. You never fail to satisfy. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning. This is Winners, thanks to Kilmore Toyota and also, of course, Inglis. Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles in English, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. one 23 Give us a call if you've got a question about any of these markets and send us a text 0499 736 736. Kev was keen on Antino. I was just concerned maybe that he'll get too far back with the big weight from Barry number 15, but he's been solid in the market and they believe he's a group one horse, Kev. So... If he's going to be a Group 1 performer, I would imagine he'd be winning that Class 6 today for Tony Golan. This is coming through from Josh. He wants to know what Pinstripe will do with the market, Jules, because um, I want to back it to defeat, of course, Gunstock, and uh, I think I might get a better price. I don't know about that. What's your thoughts on how that will play out a little later on? Yeah, it's an interesting one, um, these two horses, because I think Gunstock, you'll get a better price around that 270, 280. I think, I think he drifts. Um, Pinstripe's a really interesting one because Gate 18, he probably has to go back. And we've seen him sort of the last two, he's been able to be settled in the first five or six, and that's really helped him. Um, and the way we think this track's going to play, 
you would think possibly the market does take a slight set against him if it does play. They're only going to see eight races before then, so we're going to get a really good guide. So Pinstripe's going to be an interesting one because I think the major players will wait and see what this track's doing. And if it's, as I'm predicting, it's forward of midfield and that's a major advantage, then no doubt you're going to get a better price pinstripe. Now, if you can win from anywhere, and in particular, the inside chops out and they're running down past the crown, middle of the crown of the track, then you'd think pinstripe probably tightens up. So it's one you can sort of just wait and see, um, watch some races, maybe try and form an opinion yourself before the market cottons on, which is always you know, a challenge in itself. But that's what's going to happen with pinstripes, I think, because there's so much positive for him. Good rating race last start, quick seven-day backup. We love that. Onto a soft track, no issue. So there's, there's things there that are holding his price in, but then you look at the other side and go, well, is the track going to play this way? Is it going to play, play on speed? Is he going to get probably back to last from that gate? It's not going to be an advantage. And we know that the bigger players heavily play into the map space. So they will spit him out if they think this track's not going to suit him. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Tom is our first call this morning on the opening bout and winners. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Jules. Uh, um, what do you like today, Tommy? I think you got a special um, for us. Think about it, mate. I think he's the special of the day. Um, obviously, the market's kept him pretty steady this morning, but I think... As we come closer, um, he just maps beautifully and should be getting the run in transit. And Jules, you mentioned before he's been heavily supported in the last 20 or so minutes, the, the Joe Pride Galloper. Are they still continuing to back him this morning after 9 o'clock? He's holding his price now. So that sort of um, 15 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago now is probably when we spoke about him. He was heavily supported and now he's just holding that flat lining. So that's a positive sign and... Um, yeah, as you say, Tom, I mean, you think he's going to map really well and, you know, he's really well weighted. He gets all the opportunities. So um, I think the market's definitely not going to be spitting him out, that's for sure. Did you get on? What price have you got on there, Tommy? Oh, I want it six is G Hall. But I just wanted to ask Jules as well, just to the general punter's eye, when they see that picket fence, do you reckon that's a big, big mover late compared to someone of the case of you who... The, the more in-depth punter might know his record as such, but the picket fence does, to the eye, look a lot to the general punter as a good sign. There's no doubt to the general punter, they, they love the picket fence. And in particular, there's horses that um, back at, you know, where I used to work, we'd call them talking horses, horses that are popular, that sort of people know about, like at the pub, oh, yeah, I know that horse. And then all of a sudden that can create volume of money. Now, whether that volume of money is going to push the market, um, maybe not necessarily so, but it, it does increase the bookmaker's liability and how they think about horses. So they try and be careful of horses like that. So, yeah, it, def- it definitely does factor into pricing. Whether it has any impact right at the death, I'm not so sure, but it definitely has um, importance throughout, say, from a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning. Uh, from a bookmaker's perspective, from the big joints. They they really do look at that kind of stuff. So it's a good point. Brilliant stuff, Tommy. Best of luck, especially with Think About It this afternoon. Thanks, Charles. Good to catch up with Tom. He's on track. He's probably odds on to win the Signet Power Bank 
um, for the best call this morning. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We need to take a break. We'll come back with more of your call, calls and the text messages in 0499 736 736. That's 0499 736 736. This is Winners on a Saturday morning thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles in Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners on this Saturday morning, on this Saturday, the 27th of May. Winners with Gareth Hall, Jules Valance for the opening bell. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre owned certified vehicles. And Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Charlie joins us. Open line, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. You might have a tip for us, some mail. You might have a question for Jules regarding the markets and what they're doing this morning right across the country because there's some brilliant racing. And Charlie joins us now. Um, he's got a special for us at Ipswich today. Good morning, Charlie. Yeah. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Jules. Pleasure to be on here. I am going a little left field. I just didn't yeah. love anything at the metros today. I'm heading to Ipswich Race 9, and the favourite, I Am The Empire's led me astray, so I'm ditching him. I'm going with the OTI colour, Scarlet Tufty, uh, number one, Race 9 at Ipswich, and I'm hoping, hoping that an international blood can do it for me over 2,200, and I'm hoping you all have a good day as well. Good on you, Charlie. So that's Scarlet Tufty there for Jack Bruce, who's on fire. Um, that's Race 9, number one. Love it in the OTI colour. Surely they can get a winner at Ipswich this afternoon. Good on you, Charlie. Good support there too, Charlie. So uh, market's in your corner at the moment, so that's a good push for Scarlet Tufty. And that's a good point you make. So if you're still on the line, Charlie, you like to go sometimes a little bit left field, Jules. With those provincial meetings, like if you get Kemla Grange in Victoria, got Wodonga today and Ipswich today in Queensland, is it more important to watch the market early doors if you like a horse at those venues? How, is the market's a little bit different to, say, what, what happens there in the city? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're not as efficient markets. So if you think about it, I mean, a, a Metro meeting, every man and his dog sort of done the form on it. It's well documented. It's been up since Wednesday. It's had three days to to sit and, and, and punters to work it out. Whereas one of these meetings around the, you know, around the blocks, they might have only been up for 24 hours or 12 hours. Not many people have looked at it. Um, the big guys that move to the market might not look at it until you know, 10 o'clock or something this morning. I will say when, once they do make their decision, they can be some savage, savage moves and, and really big moves. But it's a very different market, say a country provincial meeting on a Saturday to what you're seeing in the Metro. They're just not as efficient markets, especially early doors. So if you like one, it's 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 a great opportunity. And um, for young punters out there who want to make a, a living out of it, that's where you can really make your money because um, not many people are looking at those markets. And if you're doing purely form on country races, whether it be in Victoria or Queensland, you can have a real edge. Good on you, Charlie. Thanks for that. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. if you've got a text message that you want to send through. Hey, Jules, this is from uh, Jerry. What do we do with a horse like uh, Invincible Caviar today? There's a big boom on that galloper because of her mum. Um, I like Katsu. Should I wait and get a better price because the money will come from Invincible Caviar or should I back that galloper now? Yeah, this is a really, um, this is a fascinating case study, I think, for the, the recreational punters to understand is that they will 
I've heard of invincible caviar possibly because of obviously the mother. Um, it's got a picket fence. It's one of those ones where it's a talking horse. But what you're seeing here is it's first up. Its best figures are over 1,200 metres. The bigger guys don't have any numbers on it for 1,000 metres. As much as it's a big talking horse and you think it's going to be, I think it'll be short the totes all the way throughout. So that can sometimes be misleading for the punters and they look at the totes. Invincible Caviar is going to be a big grifter, the way I see it. I mean, it's $4 now. Um, you know, us at Five Catcher, we're, we're betting two rolls over. We're 440. We're just taking this horse on because we just think it's going to continually drift. Um, a horse like Katsu, look, it might drift a little bit from that $1.85, you know, 80 but you're not going to get a big snow in for Invincible Caviar. The big guys are just not going to, to like it. I 100% agree with you. Yes, the mums and dads who are having a bet probably know it and will back it probably through the totes, but I'll have no significance of what the SP is. And I think Invincible Caviar is, is the perfect example of that, that you can sort of bet around it and make some money in this race. David wants to know, I'm kicking myself because I missed the prize with Here Comes the Star yesterday. Now it's into 350 and I could have got $5. What would you do, Jules? Yeah, this is in the race one with the... Yeah, this is the first of, race. Um, yeah, plenty of unraced two-year-olds in this race. So um, I think there's still a lot to play out right now. I wouldn't be kicking yourself that you missed, you know, that early price. It's now 360, 370. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this whole field. I, I think you might get better than the 360, 370, but... Um, yeah, it's one of those ones that we sort of spoke about last week or the week before. Don't get too hung up on what you missed. Think about what you can get right now and uh, and still think if, if that's a bet. And if you think there's some, you know, vulnerable horses that are second in line at the $6 or the $7.50 and you think they're going to drift, um, then maybe take the $3.70. Because, you know, I, I don't think it's going to get too much north of $4. And and I will say this, that if it does, if it ends up starting four sixty four eighty. I think you're in trouble. I, I think okay. there'll be a big move for something else. So I'd be concerned if it was to really be spat out from here, that kind of horse, a horse that we've seen before. Um, it's got a number. So if it's going to be drifting, it means um, that number they don't trust. This is winners. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles in England, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. We'll take a break and we'll come back and get Jules's best and also his best lay of the day. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Gareth Hall with you. This is Winners in the opening bell. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles in Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Jono from Perth, I think, is on the line. Um... And he wants to have a chat about what price Invincible Caviar. G'day, Jono. G'day, Gareth. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. You're keen on Invincible Caviar. Yeah, I backed too much caviar on New Year's <laughs> Eve, which won a nice price. So just wanted to see if uh, Invincible Caviar will get us a decent price, mate. Yeah, Jules, you were, you were suggesting that Jono should wait here with Invincible Caviar just before. Yeah, absolutely. So if you like this horse, your best price is going to be closer to the jump, Jono. I think um, the $4 is extremely short at this current time. And um, come to Foxcatcher, mate, and you'll get the best price available. There we go. Good on you, Jono. Good luck today. Jules, what about your best bet and your, your lay on, on this Saturday? Where are we going? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think we're going to go in race seven. I want to back home rule each way. I just think it's going to have the map advantage over the rivals that are sort of the other ones in the market. Yeah, he's our Bonneville and Prowling. I think they're going to have to go back. And I think home rule, I know it's got to get to 1,400 metres, but hopefully he sits in the first three or four. I think it'll be hard to run down each way. And in race eight, I'm pretty keen on Braden Star. I thought it was really good first up, real line chaser. Loved what it did last prep at Cranbourne when it was its first run in Australia. So that's the horse. They're the two horses I'm keen on backing. And we spoke about it a little bit. I'm taking a heavy set against Invincible Caviar. I think it's a very good horse, and I think it'll win plenty of races over 1,200 metres. Just don't think it's well suited at 1,000 metres. And obviously, you spoke about earlier, race two, Cotel. I was sort of hoping the price would stay in a little bit, sort of getting on the drift already, but... I'm happy to be top price those two horses, Coattail and Invincible Caviar. Fabs from Hobart wants to know, what do you make of Tanto, race two, number eight, and um, Vasta, race four, number one there at Sandown today, Jules? Yeah, you're going to get better prices about Tanto, so you can stay. I think it's going to get into the 20s. It's sort of around $17, $18. I think you're going to get a much better price about it. And what was the other one? Sorry, Gabe. Um, uh, at Sandown today, race four, number one, which, of course, is Vas Me, around $19. He likes a few at a price, Fabs. Yeah, absolutely. Again, um, I think this horse first up, just don't know where it maps. Uh, it's a horse that usually can sit on speed, but whether it does sit on speed um, today, I would suggest, again, you're going to get better. I think you're going to get much better than the sort of $17, $18 that is shopped around at the moment. So both horses, you'll like them. not telling you not to back them. Just back them at the desk. You're going to get better, better prices, mate. Is there any other races that you're really, like, interested from a market point of view that fascinates you there at the Hillside meeting in Brisbane? I mean, in, in, um, in Melbourne, I should say. Yeah, no, I mean, we spoke about the Pinstripe Gunstock yeah. um, race. I think that's really a really interesting one, the backup of Pinstripe versus, you know, the map situation. Gunstock, which we've got a bit opinion of, um, where it sort of settles in the in the sort of scheme of things. Um, I think all the races sort of at Sandown have got some type of edge to them. So I'm really interested in that. So uh, I'm looking forward to the day at Sandown. Yeah, it doesn't have the top quality end, but I think there's enough in it, especially from a market perspective, to keep me entertained. That's for sure, guys. What about Ken in Sydney? Is he or she the best back there? I think she comes up in, in race number seven. And James Cummings gave her a really good push when I had a chat to him on Thursday. So I'm just getting that That's one race up. race number so, seven on the program there over the 1,100 metres. What is um, it? Here we go. I've found it now, mate. Yes. So, yeah, that is that is a big go. I know there's some scratchings there. Obviously, we're going to take out some deductions there. But um, 270, 280, I don't think that lasts. It's a really good go for Kin. Under the minimum with a claim. We love yes. that this time of year. Yeah, they tell me the driver sold the Mercedes. There you go. Um, to get on. Hey, Jules, a lot of fun. Well under Tommy. He takes out the Signet Power Bank charger today for his call regarding Think About It. So well under Tommy. Appreciate all of the text messages and the callers and um, I'm looking forward to doing this next week already, Jules. Enjoy your Saturday afternoon. You too, guys. Thank you. There's the foxcatcherintel.com's Jules Valance. That's the opening bell on this Saturday. Don't go anywhere. This is winners thanks to Picklebet, Kilmore Toyota. We've got our tips is coming up next. It's 10 o'clock.